Today we're getting practical and tactical. What are some guidelines of ways that we can start living lives of simplicity instead of excess? I pray that today blesses you with some practical tips on how to get started. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. I took some bubbles and, you know, we, our kids in this culture, in this day and age, they have every single toy and gadget imaginable, but I took bubbles And as I was blowing bubbles, the joy that those kids were enumerated with is something I will never forget the rest of my life. You blow bubbles here, maybe the little kids get excited, but bigger kids just look at you like you're a weirdo. Um, And it was so different there. And, and And I say all of this, I share all this to say, like, that changed my perspective on what simplicity is, on what we can do as a culture to scale back the things that we're chasing after to really pursue the things that matter. And so a couple guidelines we have for pursuing simplicity. And um, I'll try to make this brief, but there's there's probably, I think, nine of them. Some guidelines for when you're pursuing a life of simplicity. Um, number one, buy things for their usefulness rather than their status. Um, we live in a small town and my husband works in the medical field and he has the pleasure of knowing lots of, uh, doctors and, 
of course, you have all the doctors that have all the new cars that are with all the bells and whistles and all the coolest, latest technology and all of that. And there's one doctor in our town who drives a very old Toyota. At least he used to. I don't know if he still does. But he, for years and years and years, he drove a very old Toyota. And if you asked him about it, he said, well, it still works. And did he have the money to buy a new car? Yeah, he could probably buy any car he wanted. Um, But he just had a posture of using things for their usefulness rather than their status. He was content. He was a believer. And he was content knowing that his status was rooted in God, not in what kind of car he drove. I think we can easily forget that. Um, Number two, reject anything that is producing addiction in you. Um, And how do you discern addiction? Well, very simply, you watch for just undisciplined compulsion. I know for me, uh, recently, this this really hit home because I was waking up and could not even speak to anybody until I had my coffee. And I realized uh, the other day that I really was addicted. And so I have, I'm on day like four, I think of giving up coffee. And so if you see me and I look tired, it's, you know, that's why, um, it can be anything. I mean, even social media can be an addiction for my husband. Candy is a, is an addiction in the past. Candy crush has been an addiction for me. And I've had to lay that down because instead of, you know, doing the dishes, I'm playing candy crush, you know, whatever is undisciplined in your life and producing compulsive behavior, that's an addiction. And so we need to be really conscious of those. And I think coming out of the season we've all been in, it's, you know, I get it. It's justifiable why people have fallen into different uh, addictions. And then there's a lot of people that are drinking and all sorts of things. Their coping mechanism has, has become their addiction. We want to be careful of that. And we want to recognize that. And we want to lay that, lay that down. Third, get in the habit of giving things away. So if you are finding you're becoming attached to something, consider giving it away. I know that's radical. And, and I'll tell you this, the first time this happened for me, I, we grew up with not a lot of money and we, we certainly didn't have nice things. We didn't have any of the extra things. And I remember one time I got some sort of bonus. It wasn't much, but it was a bonus. It was enough that I thought, well, I'm going to buy just a little bit of jewelry and I'm not like a big jewelry person, but I do like necklaces especially if I'm teaching somewhere, just kind of helps dress up your outfit or whatever. And so I had gone to, I'm not even like a big spender, but I had gone to Cracker Barrel and Cracker Barrel has really nice jewelry. If you haven't checked it out, they have like evolved to just, you know, appealing to the mom audience. But anyway, I had bought some really, a really nice, pretty necklace that I really liked and it matched a lot of my clothes. And I was really excited because I had a speaking engagement coming up and I wore it. It was the first time I wore it. And so we get to the speaking engagement and I'm, you know, I said what I needed to say. And then afterwards, there was just this time of fellowship. And one of the little girls that was there was playing with my necklace. And she says, oh, this is just beautiful. And the Holy Spirit said, give it to her. And I said, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Like, I, I just grabbed it myself. I was like, I'm not giving this away. I just got it. This is the first time I ever wore it. And the Holy Spirit said, give it to her. And I was like, okay. So I, I didn't reveal this on the outside, but inside I was like begrudging, like mad at God, but I was outwardly obedient. 
and don't worry, I prayed about it and I got myself in check later, but I gave this necklace to this little girl really only out of obedience. I did not want to give it to her. And so I gave it to her, but then the moment I saw the joy in her face, um, man, that struck a chord with me. And all of a sudden I wasn't, I wasn't upset about giving it to her anymore. In fact, it was such a blessing to be able to bless her. Um, they did not come from a lot of money and it was obvious from the way they were dressed and things like that, that this is not something that they would normally be able to afford. Um, in fact, it was her birthday that day and their, her birthday was coming to this event because it was held at a restaurant and there was a free meal. And so that's how they're celebrating her birthday. And I didn't even know that, but I had, God knew that obviously. And so I gave her that necklace and um, I reconciled that, like I was okay with that in my heart and just thankful that I had been able to be part of that opportunity to bless her. And about a month later, they showed up at another speaking engagement I was at. And at the time I was in the middle of an international adoption and she walked up to me towards the end and she said, this is for you. And she stuck a pile of money in my hand and she ran out the door. And I've never seen her again since. And when I got to my car, I counted it. It was $200. And that was way more than the cost of the necklace. The necklace was like 30 bucks. But I just think about the blessing that that was to me. I did not give it to her with the intention of getting blessed it was probably, I mean, I know it was a sacrifice for her to bless me with that money to, and put that money towards our adoption. And I just wept and I thought, God, I, we're missing it. Like we get so caught up in pursuing the things of this world that we don't even sometimes see what you're doing behind the scenes, what he did for that little girl, what he did with that mom, what he did with me. That was so incredibly special. And I think sometimes we miss it. So my encouragement is, is if you are in a place where you're becoming attached to a possession, consider giving it to someone who needs it and see, see what a blessing it is to them and not to do it to get the blessing for yourself. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying to see the blessing that it's going to be for them. You know, in our family, this looks like regularly deaccumulating and purging things. My kids accumulate just stuff, clothes and whatever. And we have found people that we can give that to, those kinds of things to, that it's going to really bless them. And what a blessing that is to give some of the things that we don't really need to somebody that really needs it. Lord God, thank you for your heart that is always for us, that longs for a closer, deeper relationship with us. Lord God, I pray that today, even as we start thinking about ways to pursue closer relationship with you, God, I pray that you would help us not to see these as restrictions, but opportunities to have greater freedom in our lives, freedom to be obedient to you, freedom to hear your voice more clearly, freedom to be available and less restricted for ministry opportunities. God, I pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts in such a way that it would be a joy and a, a treasure to start pursuing a life of simplicity. God, I pray that your presence will be real and present with our friends today as they start seeking you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.